0: Now, once again, here's Mark.
1: Well, welcome back, everybody.
2: The lines are wide open. If you'd like to call and, and you have a car question, you have a one-in-five chance, or right now, five-in-five five chance, of hitting a 602-508-0960. 602-508-0960. Gil will answer the phone. He's our engineer. He's the one that's flying fly the plane. And he'll say, would you like to talk to Mark? And you say yes, and he'll say, what's your name? And then he whispers in my ear, and he says, Steve's on the line next, Frank's on the line, or Michelle, or Chris, or whatever. That's as easy as it gets. One of the shops that I recommend on a regular basis is Blackwell Automotive. He's on um, 40th Street and Greenway, just north on the west side of the road. He has two different divisions. He has what we call street work, which is mom and dad's cars, and then he has hot rods. And so he works on both of those, and he's dedicated half of his shop to each one of his passions. So he can do anything on your mom and dad car, anything, kids' cars, all that kind of stuff, but he can also take your 1968 Roadrunner and put a blower on it and put a fuel-injected monster motor in it and put different gears in it and tires and wheels and paint and all that kind of stuff. So he's multi-talented, and he has really one of the the f- most fun shops in the world to just stop by and wander around because some of the work that they do are, is pretty amazing, but oil change in your your wife's car, or to uh, get your hot rod to run it just a little bit faster, Blackwell Automotive, 40th Street and uh, Greenway. And we have a caller. Who might that be? Hey, good morning to Harold. Harold, good morning.
3: Hi there, Mark. Uh, two, two comments and two questions for you. You talked about these various items of where you get a car into the dealer and have something done, and then they want to do something else. Uh-huh. Uh, I have a pet peeve. Uh, my daughter took a one-year-old Hyundai into the dealer for routine service, and they were able to talk her into getting a cabin air filter replaced. Now, I I personally think this is a totally unnecessary item. So, I'd like to get you know your opinion on that. The car I think only has about nine thousand miles on it.
2: Well, let me ask you uh, let me ask you a couple questions. Is there sure. any animals that ch- typically travel with your daughter? No. Okay. Uh, all right. No and, smokers. Okay. Okay. Does your daughter use the passenger side floorboard as her trash can as I do? As I do.
3: Not really. No, okay. she keeps the car pretty clean.
2: Okay. I think I think I want to I'm going to grab a hold of your ears and I'm going to just redirect your head, okay? This is a perfect opportunity for a, to, to teach her what she should have done. She should have said, they're going to call her and say you needed an air filter, and, and she should have said, you know, um, I'm surprised at that, but I want you to put my old one in the box where the new one came from, and so I want the old one on the floor in the box when I pick up my car, and thank you very much for looking, and she hangs up. Now... At that particular point, if, and it makes no difference if it's a chain store, if it's an independent shop, if it's a dealer shop, or if it's anybody else, you've just changed their mind if they're going to try to sell you something you don't need. And so you ask for the old park back. So now she knows I need my old fan belts, I need my old spark plugs, I want you to put those in a box and just put them on the passenger side floorboard. I don't want my old gas filter, that's pretty obvious and i don't want my old oil filter that's pretty obvious but i think maybe this is more of a teaching moment and and then another thing i would say to your daughter is this is what i I tell women, when I speak to women only, is just say, you know, my husband's kind of crazy about that kind of stuff. I'd like very much, if you'd do me a favor, on the work order that's in front of you on your computer, I want you to to address it. Just put down Mark and say, Mark, you need a cabin air filter. It's underneath, da-da-da, and it's over here, da-da-da, and on page 11 of your owner's manual, you can find that information, and that's something you need. They'll never do that if what they're telling you is BS never they'll never write it down so when you ask somebody to write now those those shops that play by the rules they say you know what i got a phone right here i'll go take a picture of your cabin filter i'll take a picture of your car and then a, of your cabin filter and then i'm going to take a picture of a new one and i'm going to send them to you we do that all the time and we learned it from another shop And that instills all kinds of confidence now, especially when she looks at the floor and she goes, oh, yeah, John was in there with muddy feet, and there's actually a little bit of mud on the mats. That's my car. (laughs) We're done. So I think it's just kind of a teaching moment. She didn't, if she would have got the old one back, she'd know. But if she doesn't have a cat, she doesn't have a dog, she doesn't use the passenger side floorboard as her trash can, it's not likely that her, her... uh, car that had less than ten thousand miles needed an air filter, but th- or a c- cabin filter. But then again, I've been wrong before.
3: Okay, do you have time for a question on my car?
2: Yes,
0: yes.
3: Okay, I have a two thousand and eight Jeep Grand Cherokee. Not long ago, I was driving when the alarm went off and the red electrical system icon came on. Okay. I happened to be one mile from the dealer. I rode right into the service department and they quickly diagnosed the problem as I need a new alternator. They gave me two choices. One, I could wait and get a part from a parts house, or if I was willing to wait an extra day, they would get me a new Mopar alternator. Since there was no difference in cost to me, I decided to wait the two days and get the Mopar alternator. Now, was I being overly cautious here?
2: No, but they lied to you. Oh dear! Yeah, uh, I mean, you made I, you 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 had me until you said, and both of them were priced the same. Both, uh, and so no, I
3: no I, no no I don't know the price. the 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 cost to me was the same because I have a supplemental uh, maintenance contract cr- from Chrysler.
2: Oh, okay. So my,
3: my deductible cost was the same, okay. regardless of which alternator they put on.
2: Okay. There, there, there's, there's, there's no such thing as a, a, a warehouse or a factory in the, in, the, in the Americas that makes an alternator for your Chrysler. It's made by somebody who makes alternators by the thousands, and they put them in a Chrysler box. There's no such thing as this came from a factory that this came from the factory that made it and it has Dodge Chrysler on the outside. It this is this is a common problem that we have with with this idea that there's two different kinds of parts. Yes, there's two kinds of parts, and there's oftentimes there's two kinds. They're in two different boxes, and they even may have two different part numbers. But I'm telling you right now, both of them came from the same manufacturing plant. And probably 85 percent of everything that's been made in the last 10, 15 years comes out of China. I don't, I don't make the rules. I don't want anybody being mad at me that 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 you know I'm beating up China or whatever. But I have access to the guys that go find. They backtrack parts. There's four people in the United States that make oil filters. You have a one in chance of getting an oil filter made by one of those four companies, and they're all made to minimum standards. They're all the same. When you look for an oil filter, get the cheapest one you can find. If it has a brand name, okay. And if it has a Mark Salem name, buy it too. It, it doesn't make any difference. It, when You know thermostat? A thermostat in the car? There's one company in the world that makes thermostat because the electronic equipment necessary to test the ability of the thermostat to open at a specific temperature is so expensive. There's only one person who owns that equipment. So you can buy a thermostat for a Fiat, a Mercedes-Benz, a Chevy, Ford, a Dodge, a, Ch- a Honda, a Toyota. You can buy whatever you want, and it's coming from the same place. So I get kind of wound up when I get this. When we, when we as an industry create this perception, this is what I tell my customer. I've handpicked the vendor who's going to give me parts. I didn't handpick the boxes. I didn't handpick the the brand of the box. I handpicked the vendor. I know that he will stand behind his parts. I don't care where they were made. I, they're all going to be the same, and they're going to have just a different price on them. Because you can get it yourself. You can find your alternator. In, in, on the internet, and you can go to 20 different websites, and the chances of you getting an alternator that's different is, is zero and none. But you're going to have a whole bunch of different prices and a whole bunch of different brands on boxes. So it's just a difficult thing for people to understand. The, the, the fact of the matter is, uh, uh, and I'll tell you the story real quick. Um, Wayne, a friend of mine who goes to China a lot, he had a motor mount in his hand, and it was from a Nissan car. And it was the upper mount on an Ultima. It's a difficult mount. It's a difficult mount to make because of its sophistication level. So he takes it to a guy in China who makes motor mounts for everybody in the world. And he says, hey, can you make this mount? And the guy looked at it and he measured it. He goes, yeah, I can make it. He says, what do you think? How much would it cost? This is a true story. This is from Wayne. He was there. The guy goes, well, he says, it's going to cost me $8.25 to make it. He said, so... Um. How about, eight, this is a true story, how about $8.50? <laughs> but how many are you going to order? And Wayne goes, I don't know, we're probably talking a 1,000 or more. He goes, okay, yeah, I'll, I'll go $8.50. So Wayne gets a hold of his people, and they say, we want the mounts. So they order them. So they come into the United States, they go into a, a, a different factories, and they're put in different boxes. But it's the same mount. <laughs> it's the same mount. Now, let's follow the money. How much money stayed in China? 25 cents apiece. Somebody got a, a, a boatload of money to take it to the West Coast. From there, it's put on a truck, and it's taken to what we call WDs, Warehouse Directs. Those are big warehouses throughout the United States. So they go to Phoenix. There's three or four of them in Phoenix, so they go to Phoenix. Then they'll make some money on it, and they'll sell it to Mark, and I'm going to make money because I'm going to sell it to you. So who makes the most money on that part? By head and shoulders, Mark Salem makes more money than anybody else. On that $8, $85 part or whatever the heck it ended up at that, at, um, I make a lot of money on it. I make the most money, but I also have to warranty it. I also have to install it. And I get paid to install it, but I have to warranty it. So at the end of the day, if that f- mount fails, then I have to do the labor again, and and that eats up all my. All. But I make the most. The installer, I should not say Mark Salem, I should say the installer. The installer makes the most money on that mount. So that's kind of how it works. And and Wayne, who is this guy that this he's not a fictional character, he goes back and forth to China all the time, and he takes apart and he says he finds somebody that'll build it for him, and that's how it works. But of, and and that mount at the end of the day, that eight dollar and fifty cent mount is eighty five dollars, and I'll sell it for eighty five dollars I'll probably make thirty forty dollars on it, and I hope it doesn't fail during warranty, period, so I don't have to do it again, and that's how it works all righty six oh two five oh eight zero nine sixty six oh two five oh eight zero nine sixty and I'm going to do something I haven't done in about two months. I'm going to take a break early.
0: Dennis Prager is excited for
4: some changes. Elon Musk has taken over Twitter and fired. The damn human beings who ran that censor-laden, anti-American site. These people ruined this country. These people who ran Twitter. Thugs.
0: The Dennis Prager Show, weekdays at 10 on Intelligent Talk 960. The Patriot. Take the Patriot with you wherever you go. The 960 The Patriot mobile app. Your Alexa. Tune in. iHeart and Odyssey.com. It's your voice of reason 24-7. Hello, this is Joe Cordell. Cordell & Cordell is a firm that practices family law exclusively. We focus on only one area of the law to maximize our strength and effectiveness as advocates for clients that have everything on the line. Their homes, retirement, savings, and most importantly, their children. We're the partner our clients count on. If we can be of help to you, give us a call. Schedule an appointment with one of Cordell & Cordell's Phoenix area attorneys. A partner men can count on. Joseph Cordell, licensed in Missouri and Illinois only. Cordellcordell.com. I don't want to go blind from diabetes.
5: I don't want to lose a foot or a leg.
0: I don't want to have kidney failure. So I'm taking control. I'm controlling my diabetes.
5: It's making a huge difference.
0: I'm eating healthy and staying physically active.
5: I'm taking my medicine.
0: If I can do it, anyone can. Control your diabetes for life. Call 1-800-438-5383. I'll
5: be honest, the first few months were tough. When I left the military, I was excited for a fresh start, but civilian life has been harder than I thought it would be. Figuring out a new career while also being a good mom, wife, and friend. Some days I'm barely keeping my head above water. And with the transition and everything I'm juggling, I'm spread too thin. I finally realized that it's hurting my mental health. To get back to enjoying life again, I needed to get help. Opening up to someone was a big step for me. I I saw that... I'm not alone and that there are tools to help me overcome what I'm going through. With support, I feel like I'm heading in the right direction. Discover how other women veterans like me have learned to thrive after military service by taking care of themselves and their mental health. Visit maketheconnection.net slash women veterans. This is the story of a very special woman. She masqueraded as a regular person at work, but as a superhero at home. Everyone knows her as Gabriella. I still call her mom.
0: Your hero needs you now, and AARP is here to help. Find the care guides you need to help, complete with tips and resources,
6: at aarp.org caregiving. A public service announcement brought to you by AARP and the Ad Council.
5: Plenty of people start something great in their 40s and 50s. Getting your retirement savings on track is no different. Go to aceyourretirement.org, and in three minutes, you'll get personalized tips to help boost your retirement savings. That's aceyourretirement.org. A message from AARP and the Ad Council.
2: Welcome back, everybody, 20 minutes after the hour of 11 o'clock. Uh, we have open lines available, 602 508 602 And we have, I think, four lines available. We have Jerry, and Jerry, I'm going to get to you in just a second, but let me talk about Kurtz Auto Repair, I-17 and Bell Road. Kurtz is a great guy. His wife works there. He has family that works there. It's a f- truly a family operation. He knows right from wrong, and, and I say that because there are some shop owners that don't have a technical background. Those of us that have a technical background, those of us that worked at a gas station in high school or even in junior high, those of us that were raised in that kind of environment, those of us that have been around cars our whole life, we know the difference between right and wrong. And, and so if we hire somebody, um, we love the difference if they're telling us the truth or not. Bottom line is, Kurt's a great place. He's at I-17 and Bell Road, Northeast Corner. And if you live in that area and you don't have a shop, may I suggest that, uh, that you do that. Jerry, good morning to you. How are you?
7: Good morning, Mark. I'm well. Love your show. Listen all the time. Thank you. And there's never a better time, given our economy and this electric garbage <laughs> going on, to be paying attention to maintaining your gasoline car. <laughs> Sorry, I well, didn't mean to politicize
2: it. No, 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 no. You know, it, it, I, I, I get tickled when somebody does that. It, it, i have no problem with that whatsoever everyone knows what kind of a political mess we're in everybody knows what's going on and you know it's 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 just no different than the world series you know what i mean you got a team on one side (laughs) or the other (laughs) and and you know what it falls into cars as well there are people who believe that that chevys are democratic cars or republican cars and and uh you know hyundai's are are, belong to the democrats so whatever but anyway you go right ahead
7: well, I got a, a quick question and then a not so quick one. Um, does a 2010 Honda CRV chassis require uh, regular lubing?
2: It just depends if there's zerts. Many, many times there is no zert on the joint. Now, if if I'm going to replace a, a, a tie rod end on your CRV, I'm probably going to buy the one that has a zert on it. It lasts longer. But if I, if you say to me, I just want you to put the OEM in, one in there, then I'm not going to get one with dessert. So, to be perfectly honest with you, the next time you have an oil change, you should say, and it's perfectly acceptable for you to say this: I would like very much to just have be escorted out to the car and just look underneath it. All I want to do is make maybe one or two, three loops around it. I just want to look at the underside of my car, and then I'll come and sit in the lobby. There's no reason the it's shop perfect. won't let take you to, take you and let you do that.
7: Sure. Okay. Great. All right. My second question is, I uh, my in my Honda CRV 2010, uh, only 80,000 miles. I, I drive it uh, so gently. But anyway, um, I have what they say is a blend door actuator has gone bad. Okay. So it doesn't blow out any of the vents. Now you're gonna you're gonna hate me, but maybe you could walk me through this. I call the dealer. They want 450 dollars. I go on YouTube and I see two videos and these two guys changed out the blendor actuator in under an hour. So what what am I to think?
2: Okay. I can answer that. Well, first of all, I want to know okay. the symptoms. What symptoms do you have, I specific symptoms? I want to know exactly what's okay. going on. And there's a right and a wrong answer and I'm going to let you know, but I know it's not coming out of your mouth. What is it? <laughs>
7: I go in the car, start it up, if it's cold, I put it to auto and I turn the temp control up to the right temperature, 72 maybe, and it does not change, all. I can hear the air running, the motor running, but I cannot feel where the air is coming out of, and if I manually change it with the, the uh, mode selector, it does not change from floor to vent to defrost.
2: Okay. How about if you, I, I want you to do another test on this. First of all, the blend door makes us hot and cold, okay? In order to right. test the veracity of the blend door, we need to go to the extremes. I want you to get in your car, and I don't care what the temperature is, and I want you to ask for 90, and then I want you to ask for 32. I want you okay. to test the parameters. Ironically enough, a friend of mine called me the other day, and I spent a couple hours In front of the barn up here in Payson, and he has a blend door problem. (laughs) (laughs) And and here it is: on the driver's side, you can't get you. It gives you heat all the time. On the passenger side, you can pick air conditioning or heat. And so the blend door is the one that's got the the door that has two hoses, two outlets, and it gives you gives you some cold and no hot, or some a little bit of cold and a little bit hot, or all hot. That's the blend door. But I need you to exercise it because it's not fair in this kind of climate. We run into problems that you describe that are diagnosed as a blend door. But when you go to the extremes, you get what you want, hot and cold. And I suggest to you that that's just the weather and you're just being too damn picky on your temperature. <laughs>
7: that could be. Well, it's interesting because under warranty, um, I had it replaced about four years ago. And uh, when I ask the dealer, "Do these things go out very regularly?" He says, "We rarely have a problem with them." So I'm thinking, "How can mine go through two uh, when the average guy didn't go through any?" So
2: well, and let me and, take and it, let me take issue with that. You got eighty thousand miles on it, so you've been around the world right. three times. You've been you've driven the equator three times. And and so you want this dog that has has run the equator three times and the blend door most likely if you have climate controls on at all cold or hot or lukewarm or whatever that blend door is working so I don't know if I'd be too upset I think what I'd I I think you should take my advice and let's see if there's extremes and and then if you continue to use the extremes if you want hot then ask for hot stop stop the okay. seventy two because if the outside temperature says it's seventy. And you ask for seventy-two, then um, do you? I'm going to throw heat at you because it's seventy and you want seventy-two, so I'm going to give you some heat. But if you put it at sixty-eight, I'm going to give you cold. Does that make sense?
7: It does very much. Now listen, yeah. if I can't work this thing out myself, can you have? A, I, I'm in uh, basically near downtown Glendale. Do you have somebody in the area I could go to?
2: Harkers, Thirty Eighth Avenue in Indian School. That's as close as I can get you. Thirty
7: Eighth Avenue, uh, Parker's.
2: Okay, Harkers, I'll yeah. that down. If yeah, tell him. Mark Salem out, said I'll, I'll, to come and see you or call you. He says you don't have a prayer in hell of being able to fix this very difficult blend car, blend door case, but uh, I thought I'd call you anyway.
7: I'll do it. I'll. Do <laughs> okay. It.
2: Again, okay, Jerry. Thanks
7: for your show. I I always learn so much.
2: <laughs> Thank you, Jerry. Thank you, it, folks. It it um this is something I spent two hours on the and and it, something else. It had we have an electrical problem and and. It, This is a really sophisticated explanation, but the idea is is we need to have ground wires. The motor sits in rubber, so we need to have a ground wire that grounds the motor to the frame, the fender to the frame, the cab of the truck to the frame, the bed to the frame, the headlights to the frame. So the frame is the ground, and everything has wires to it. And this truck had one of the wires that was bad that went from the the, uh, frame up into the fender and the hood area of the car. And we were just going through fits trying to figure that out. So finally, I got this jumper wire, and I started jumping from the negative cable to this, and all of a sudden, I had a ground. So then we find the ground, and we take it apart, clean it up, put it back together. It's done. It's done. Now, I don't work for free, so he had to mow my grass while I was working on this truck. That's not true. 602-508-0960 is the phone number. The lines are wide open, so if we have one in five chances to get in. 602-508-0960. I hope when we talk and when you listen to the show that I give you something that's useful to you, but I just want to warn you that we are in, uh, my industry is in that time of the year where we're selling everything imaginable, and, and we oftentimes use the excuse, "Well, your manual doesn't apply, we're in Arizona. That's not true. It's no more true than it doesn't apply because you're in Alaska or you're in Boston during a snowstorm or you're in San Diego or in Miami, Florida during a hurricane. That's not true. The fact of the matter is, is those are good parameters. So your owner's manual is the Bible for your car. And when there's a dispute, it wins hands down. The following is a paid political announcement.
6: There are many issues in this election, but Mark Kelly only wants to talk about one his support for killing unborn babies by abortion. Sadly, Mark Kelly wants to deny the most basic right to life to preborn babies. Mark Kelly even voted for a federal law that allows unlimited abortion, essentially until birth, and he voted to pay for it with your tax dollars. Mark Kelly should not be in the U.S. Senate. Blake Masters respects life. He supports measures to protect unborn babies and their mothers. Blake Masters supports protecting unborn babies from painful late abortions, and Blake Masters opposes using your tax dollars to pay for abortion. Blake Masters will fight to protect life. Unborn babies can't vote, but you can. Please vote for life. Vote for Blake Masters
1: for U.S. Senate. Paid for by the National Right to Life Victory Fund at nrlvictoryfund.org, not authorized by any candidate or candidates committee, NRL Victory Fund is responsible for the content of this advertising.
6: After I got out of the Marine Corps, coming back home, it was just a mental breakdown for me. I was on the verge of giving up. That chapter, that season in my life was over. Now what? Who was I? That's what I kept asking myself. The pressure to have it all together, to heal, to quiet down the monsters inside, it was too much. I lost it. I had heard about the Wounded Warrior Project. I had seen the logo and that visual of a warrior carrying another warrior. The programs that the Wounded Warrior Project offers, it's not just the veteran themselves, it's it's their whole family, it brings it all together. We have scars that we carry, and just because the scars are there doesn't mean that we're any less than what we were. Right now, I, I'm the best version that I ever have been of myself. I can embrace the
8: brokenness.
0: You wouldn't go into battle alone. You don't have to fight this alone.
8: Visit woundedwarriorproject.org slash not alone.
2: Welcome back, everybody, 34 minutes after the hour of 11 o'clock. My name is Mark Salem. Every Saturday, we're here talking about cars 10 to 12. My email address is mark, with a K, at marksalem.com. Salem is spelled like the cigarette. Mark at marksalem.com. If you have a question, now, if you have a question, I'd like you to leave a phone number for me because a lot of times I have questions to ask you before I can help you. And a lot of times I'm going to call you from my block cell phone. So if you send me an email and then, um, you know, that evening or the next morning you get a blocked number, you don't have to answer it because I'm going to say, hey, this is Mark Salem. I'm going to call back in five minutes. If you'd answer your phone, that'd be great. That's how it works. So, but right now you can get on because we have four lines open. Rob's got one. So you can get one of the four that's open, 602-508-0960, 602-508-0960. And you're going to talk to Gil, and he's our engineer. He's my engineer. He's the one that keeps me on task, and uh, he makes sure I hit all my marks, and then he covers up any bad words that I use because he has this button that pushes and you know, all that other kind of stuff. So I'm still with KKNT. As a matter of fact, today is my – isn't it the 10th anniversary? Gil? At least. Yeah, because I think we started in 2010 or 2000, no, eleven. We started here in 2011. Today. Is my ten-year anniversary here at KKNT, and I've been called into the principal's office two different times. One time they chewed my butt for saying something, and the other time I walked in and they were laughing. And so <laughs> I can only tell so you, equals each other out, <laughs> and they equal some That's exactly right, Gil. They equal each other out. So I just, I just noticed that. Yeah, November fifth, two thousand twenty-two, and we started um, on in eleven. So actually, that's that's eleven years. It's isn't eleven it? years. November of 2011? I don't care. It doesn't make any difference. It's better than 10. Anyway, so we talk about uh, car repair shops, strictly diesel service and repair. Nate at I-17 and Pinnacle Peak Road is a GM, Ford, and Dodge extraordinaire. If you've got a one-ton chassis with the 6.7 or the 5.9, or if you've got the 7.3, or, um, or if you've got the 6.6 on the GM diesel and you've got a problem nobody else can fix, Nate can. I-17 and Pinnacle Peak Road, strictly diesel service and repair. Rob, good morning. How can I help you?
3: Hey, hey, good morning to you as well. Hey, I've got a 07 Buick LaCrosse. I've got a real interesting issue. I my dash cluster, I have an intermittent fail on it. So what that means is I go out in the morning, I'll turn it over. It'll show that I have a uh, you know, low tire or something. I'll drive a few miles and then the dash cluster all goes out. Next morning, and then it's out for the day. And then the next morning, I go in the car, start it up. Dash cluster shows I've got maybe a low tire or whatever it is. Okay,
2: I get the hint. And I out. Get the, okay. Yeah. So have you taken it in to anybody? Anybody say anything or yeah. you get an estimate Yeah, or you
3: know, what What they've said is um, that it, the, the, the cluster has to be replaced. And I go, well, please explain that to me. Is there, uh, is
8: there that not a was, fix?
2: I mean, this is this is a diagnosis after somebody spent some time diagnosing it, or is this uh, they pulled it no. out of the back pocket of their pants?
7: Yeah, back pocket, yeah.
2: Okay, all right. Um, there is one or two shops in town that do that, and mm-hmm. um, I'm not quite sure. I'm going to speak carefully here. I'm not quite sure they're going to let you come and bring your car there. They usually want someone in the middle of the deal. They don't want to mm-hmm. deal with the customer. I would mm-hmm. call um, sounds good to me which is a stereo uh, and audiovisual shop in Tempe. Sounds good to me and okay. ask them if they have a recommendation. Okay. Um I would uh I would get on the internet and just say digital dash repair. Oh, Dick's Speedo and Tack. Dick's oh, okay. Speedo and Tack on Hayden Road. On Hayden Road. Okay. and uh, okay. it's on the Tempe Scottsdale border. Um you and and but before we do anything else, I want you to do something for me i I want you when the the dash is 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 okay, I want you to as you pull off the side of the road and I want you to beat on the top of the dash and and each time you pull off, I want you to beat on it a little harder, but I want you to beat on the dash when it is okay, and I want you to beat on the dash when it's acting up. I want to know okay. if it's a connection. So is this one of those that we just take out and unplug and then plug back in and put it back in and hope like heck that works? Because if you pound on it and all of a sudden it straightens up every time, we got a bad connection somewhere. This may not be a big deal. Okay. But, okay. but that, okay. that's what I would do. And and when you pound on it with the bottom of your fist across, you know, straight ahead of you is 12 o'clock. So I want you to go to the right, you know, 10, 12 inches, to the left, 10, 12 inches. I don't want you to damage the dashboard, and I don't want you to use a hammer. But of just course. let's beat on the dash and see if we make. Because what happens if you beat on the dash and the problem goes away? Then, you know, you, you have to pay me $4.57. That's per then at time sixty that would be <laughs> about two hundred and fifty bucks an hour then right. you know I you, God bless you for having math that fast I didn't get that i mean i I wouldn't have yeah. gone there anyway, good luck to you, Rob, thank you All very right, much thanks. Thank you much you, thank you. bet. Oh, boy, 602-508-0960. If you'd like to join us, we've got 20 minutes left in the show, and I can probably get two or three callers in, so if you have a car question. And, ladies, if you have a car question and you're too embarrassed to say it, then just put it in your husband's mouth. My husband says, that's how you start it, that we should only put concrete in our tires and we should forget about air. What do you think about that, Mark? Whatever you want to say. And uh, and then you and I will discuss that. So 602-508-0960, and we'll be right back.
0: Sebastian
4: Gorka wants answers from Twitter. Elon, what are you doing? Are you serious about making this a balanced platform that doesn't have censorship of people who disagree politically with the DNC? Because if this is your idea of being fair, of being balanced, you've already failed.
0: America First with Dr. Sebastian Gorka. Weekdays at noon on Intelligent
6: Talk 960. The Patriot. The following is a paid political announcement.
4: Mitch McConnell and the RINOs in the Republican Party have neglected an important Senate race that could change our country's future. The veteran owners of Midas Gold Group won't stand by while Arizona Democrat Mark Kelly broadcasts uncontested lies about his dismal record on key issues like border security and parental rights over children's education. Mark Kelly ignored the border disaster but voted for 87,000 new IRS agents to harass entrepreneurs and small business owners, taking away more Rights to financial privacy. Despite what Mark Kelly says, he's a staunch supporter of the disastrous Biden policies. Please join the vets of Midas Gold Group and support Blake Masters for U.S. Senate. Blake Masters is a young, dynamic leader not beholden to the political elite. He's a business owner who believes in a secure border, gun rights, and will put Arizona first. This ad is paid for by the owners of Midas Gold Group, private citizens not affiliated with any campaign or political action committee. Portions of America First are brought to you in part by Midas Gold Group.
6: As a young teenage boy, I didn't even know what autism was. How do you even spell that? A few years later, I heard that a friend's cousin's son had been diagnosed with autism. I still wasn't sure what that
0: really meant. When I went to college, my roommate's brother had autism. When I moved to the city for work, my best friend called me and told me his son had been diagnosed with autism. We were both in shock. I still remember the day I walked into the house and saw that look on my wife's face. I knew something was wrong. I'll never forget how I felt when she said, "Our son has autism."
5: Autism is getting closer to home. Today, one in eighty-eight children is diagnosed with autism. That's a one thousand percent increase in the last forty years. Learn more at AutismSpeaks.org/signs. Early diagnosis can make a lifetime of difference. Brought to you by Autism Speaks and the Ad Council.
4: Adopt US Kids presents Multiple Choice Parenting.
0: You're bringing your daughter to her favorite pop stars concert. Do you A, wear earplugs?
4: Isn't this fun, Dad? I have a soft pretzel.
0: B, remember the moment with matching concert t shirts. That's going to be 180 bucks. Or we can just take a photo. C. Show her how you used to do concerts.
6: We're going crowd surfing! I can't! It's too heavy! Oh my god! Oh.
0: Or D. Just roll with it.
4: Woo! Justin! Look at us! we here! Justin! Justin! OMG! He just looked... I love you, Justin! When it comes to parenting, there are no perfect answers. But that's okay because you don't have to be perfect to be a perfect parent. Teens in foster care will love you just the same.
0: For more information on how you can adopt, visit adoptuskids.org/az. A public service announcement from the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, Adopt US Kids, and the Ad Council.
2: Welcome back to everybody. 43 minutes after the hour of 11 o'clock. Let me tell you real quick about Thompson's Auto Repair and Towing in Mesa. It's the only shop in Mesa that I have found that I can comfortably suggest that you patronize. Brian and Thelma are really good people. They come from good families that have a tremendous background that goes back into the 50s and the 60s and the 70s in gas stations in the Mesa Tempe area. So the Brian and Thelma have uh, had dinner at night and that smell of gas permeates uh, their dad's hands and, and they've been there and done that. But it's a good shop and it's and it's really one of the best shops and I don't ever remember a complaint about Thompson's. Now I get one every once in a while on some of the other shops. We handle them to the customer satisfaction or to my satisfaction but, Brian and Thelma, great place. Let's go to the phones. Jim, you're first. How can I help you?
1: Yes, sir. Uh, Mark, I called you last week. I, I was the old man with the old car. Okay. And uh, to refresh your memory, uh, it uh, bled out all the coolant out of my driveway. Okay. And so took it in and uh, uh, to, uh, to a, a good garage. They uh, uh, determined that there was, there was so much problem in the cooling system under the hood In that, uh, this is an O2 Cavalier, it's an old car, and uh, that all the hoses and everything were pretty much original equipment with the original hose clamps and everything. He said everything was so hard and so brittle that it was uh, uh, sort of a disaster waiting to happen. So in order to get me back on the road, um, uh, the, the leak, I guess, had to do with the heater core, which I pretty much thought that might be it. but. But nevertheless, um, they uh, did a bypass because uh, oh, I I don't. Need we need to, either, to get to the end though,
2: okay? Okay. We so so
1: my bottom bottom line is this: that uh, they did the bypass, um, and I noticed that um, the operating temperature on the t- on the temperature gauge that I'm very used to because it's very very constant um, went up quite a bit. Um, I would say. It went up for, the needle used to rest on 195. I don't know if that's an accurate reading, but that's stop, where it was. Stop, on stop,
2: for a minute, stop. We, 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 this, we, where is the gauge in relationship to quarter, half, and three-quarter?
1: Um, it was running, uh, I would say, about half, and now it's jumped to three-quarter.
2: Okay, and that's so the It went up operating.
1: about
2: 25%. Okay, that's the normal operating range for virtually every car in the world. So, so half it was to running, three quarters.
1: It was, it was running cool before that.
2: I, I don't care, and I don't want it to run cool because then we're not going to we're not going to get the oil temperature over 212, because we need to get 212, and that boils the water. It turns water from a liquid to a vapor, and then the PCV valve sucks out the vapor and sends it out the tailpipe. I don't want the car to run at half. My truck runs at three quarters. My wife's car runs at three quarter. Everybody in my family, it runs at three quarters. So I, don't, I can't explain why you went from half to three-quarter, but I can tell you that if you look at the gauge and if you look at your manual, that is well within the normal operating range of that vehicle. And I've got to run. Vince, good morning to you. How can I help you?
8: You mentioned earlier about starting a car with, uh, that someone has been laying around there for a while.
2: Mm-hmm.
8: Uh, does that work also on carbureted cars?
2: Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. you can, you can use carburetor spray. You can use ether you can use brake spray uh-huh. anything that's flammable don 't use paint obviously for for obvious yeah. reasons but no you well, you the- you you put the hold the you, you know, the wife holds the throttle to the floor and you take the air cleaner off and you just stick that thing down in there put the lid back on it and uh, say hey, try it honey and 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 it should start and run for a second. And 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 if it if it just needed a prime, that would do it. But if it starts and runs for a second and dies and you do that three or four times, that means you have a fuel supply problem. So the tank's uh-huh. empty or the fuel pump's bad, one or the other.
8: What about that first process you mentioned, just turn the key on for five seconds?
2: Oh, that's uh, fuel-injected. That's, that's fuel-injected fuel cars.
7: Injected.
2: Yeah, okay. because you turn the Very key good, on. Sir. Okay, you turn the key on, and for the first three, it, the pump comes on three, four, five seconds. But if it doesn't see the engine running, it shuts off. So you turn mm-hmm. it on, count to five, turn it off, and you do that two or three times, and that primes the system, and then on the last one, it should fire right up for you.
1: Yeah, but that wouldn't work on a carbureted car,
2: so. I'm sorry, I missed. You are right, uh, and that, I am that, wrong. That. You yeah. are right, and I am wrong. It does not work for carbureted cars. Yes. Very good. All, All right. right. Thank you so
8: much. Appreciate it.
2: Jim, thank you for straightening me out. I missed, I heard you say it, and it went in one ear out the other, and I apologize. Vince, good morning. Oh, okay. Rob, can we go to Rob? Hi, hey, Mark.
8: Hey. Hey, I appreciate your show. Uh very in, informative and uh, a lot of good info. Hey, yeah, I've got a little project that I'm working on, so I'd like some input from from you. Okay. I'm restoring an old, uh, Airstream motorhome, which is a, a P30 chassis. And it was retrofitted with a Cummins 5.924 valve, uh, with the automatic transmission that came with it. And I don't, I'm not really sure what transmission that was. It would be a 1990 model. And, um uh, engine's really good. It's only got about 70,000 miles on it. And, uh, so I'm trying to get this thing up to speed, so everything's really working well for on the road. Uh, I've changed a lot okay. of things like alternator water pump, what have you. But my concern is about the transmission. It seems they work fine, but the thing I bought in San Diego, I'm up in Prescott, and uh, it sat for 20 years before I drove it up to Prescott. And I haven't done anything with it since then. So what do you recommend I do with that transmission to make sure it's going to be okay on the
2: road? Well, I, neither one of us can, can create a, a, a scenario that we're going to be able to guarantee that it's not going to fail at 500 miles or 1,000 or 1,200 or 1,300. Not, we're not going to. To get, to get some confidence in it, I would take it and have them change the fluid, and I would have them flush all the fluid out not just the three or four quarts in the pan, that we, we have the ability to interface the cooler lines, we have an ability to flush the transmission, and we're going to flush and we're going to push all the old out and put new in. We're going to take the mm-hmm. pan off and do a filter, and you're, you're going to spend $300 for something like this. That's so fine. let's get all new fluid, new filter, and then I want you to hop in that thing, and I want you to drive it 100 miles north and then come back 100 miles south and then go 100 miles south and come back 100 miles north. I want you to use it. Get it out on the freeway. If you can go two or 300 miles in 50-mile in or 100-mile jaunts from your Prescott area and you have no problems, then there's nothing more you can ask for. That would be the very best you could ask for. Okay, and that's, that's great.
8: Do. Now, I've, I've looked at some things about testing things, you know, like putting it in park and holding the brake, or not park but drive and holding the brake and revving it up and things like that. Does any of that kind of testing make any sense to do it? or? no.
2: No, I, I want you to go drive it. I want to make sure it goes. In, 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 in. I want it. I want it to be used. I want you to go stop and go and left and right. I want you to get it okay. up to operating temperature. I want you to hold it in operating temperature. Get up on I-17. Go all the way to Flagstaff. Turn around and come back. It's I,
5: good I want to work you
2: to. It. Yeah, I want you to work it. If there's anything okay. weak or any slipping or any leaks, you'll find them. But if at the end of the day, there's no leaks, it doesn't slip, and you've had it into heavy operating temperatures, what else do you want? Good to go. Yep, yep, good to go. Okay, Okay. next
8: question, uh, uh, I know I'll try to keep it short, is do you have any idea what model transmission that might be in that 90? I'm
2: I'm thinking Uh, it's a 727, but I'm guessing, I'm telling you that. But see, if you had the exact year-making model of your – Five nine twenty four valve, but I, I, I'll tell you what. You email me your information, Mark at salem dot com, okay. and I want you in your email to tell me what transmission and, and engine what what that came out of. It was probably a Dodge three quarter ton truck, a Dodge one ton yes. truck, and yeah, give it was me an the R3-4, yeah yeah. Cause, okay. So give me as much information. I'm going to call Alger. Alger is a transmission guru that used to work for me when he was a snot-nosed kid in high school. He now owns his own transmission shop. And you can call him yourself, uh, A&S Transmission. A&S, that stands for Alger and Shelly instead of Automatic and Standard. But it actually stands for both. But A&S, and you call him and say, Mark Salem says there's not a prayer in hell that you're going to know the answer to this, but here's the information. What kind of transmission do I have? Very good. Okay. All right,
8: very good. I appreciate you. your info, and I'll follow up on it.
2: Thank you, Rob. Thank you. Charlie, you're up next. Good morning. I got good a morning. Uh,
3: 95 F-250 with a 7.3 turbo. We uh, needed a uh, computer, got found a rebuilt computer, put it in. And then we needed a uh, new throttle assembly. Got that, put it in. And now, whenever you, you start the, the truck up, you have to wait like two minutes. Before you have throttle response, if you if you push the throttle before uh, that, the uh, check engine light comes on, and you got no throttle response.
2: Who's been working on this?
3: Well, there's a. Uh, well, let's see, a guy in Mesa, a diesel guy, that's been in business diesel business for a long time.
2: Okay, I don't did know he's if I use his to, name or not. Did it, did is he the one that put the PCM in it? Yes, sir. Okay, I take it back to him. I mean, you got to you can't dance around on something like this cuz you're you're going to end up just chasing your tail and it's going and you're going to have a whole lot of people guessing somebody has taken your money on a lot of the work that you've just described. Uh, you, you, the transmissions rebuilt, you've got a, a rebuilt ECM in it, you have got a throttle assembly in it. You got a lot of components. Somebody's made a lot of money. Somebody has to step up and help you determine what's wrong with this. It's not, and 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 if you open that door and you you go to a shop and you say, well, this is what I got, and and this is this was an F two fifty chassis, and now it's on a motorhome, and da, da 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 da. Nobody wants it. Nobody. That's just that's you're just going to spend a couple of days in hell trying to figure that out. And no matter what you do, even if you fix it and the bill's real big, you're still the the dog in the fight. So you need to go back to who's got your money already and. If it's who I th- I'm thinking it is on Country Club Road in in Mesa, I like him. I think he's a good guy. But if he's the one that's been working on it, he needs to he needs to uh, he needs to be the one that you go back to.
3: It's not him. It's the one on
2: Main. Um, I'm I'm. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to reserve comments. <laughs> okay. I'm going to reserve my comments at this particular point. If you wanted okay. someone to look at it good, you'd go to, um, to uh, hold on a minute here, um, uh, Automatic Transmission Exchange. Go to see Phil at Automatic Transmission Exchange. Um, if you don't want to go back to the guy who's already done a bunch of money. But we see this a lot. Oh, i got a throttle code. Let's put a throttle unit on it. Oh, I've got this. Let's do this. Let's do that. It's just guessing. It's just guessing. The codes just mean the problem is in that geographical location or it's in that particular area of responsibility. We have O2 sensor codes, and I'm telling you right now, if I have 100 O2 sensor codes, maybe 10 of them out of 100... Need an O two sensor. The rest of them are a plugged fuel filter, a vacuum leak, an EGR valve that's stuck wide open, a big, a huge throttle body gasket leak. So you can see that just because it has a code, ninety percent of the time it's not the. It's just that's the code the computer found. But you got to cause what caused the code, and and that's what I'm worried about. That you're going to chase chase your tail. But here's the good news, that F two fifty seven three turbo motor is a monster. You already know that it's a great motor and right now those motors in in some kind of a a vehicle I know somebody who just bought an excursion a 2002 excursion for forty thousand dollars because it had the 7.3 in it so um, you that is a monster motor it's well well respected and it's the it's the 427 460 motor of the old days so that is a good that is a good diesel motor for what your application is. Anyway, good luck to you, Charlie. My email address again is 6, uh, no, that's my cell phone, 6. <laughs> my email address is mark, with a K, at marksalem.com, mark at marksalem.com. If you'll leave me your phone number, I call from a blocked line, and if you don't answer and you send me to voicemail, I'm not hurt. I'm going to say, this is Mark Salem. I'm. I'd like to talk to you about your email. I'll call you back in about five minutes but from the blocked line, and then that way I'll call you right back and we can talk. So I can get stuff done for obvious reasons. I can't have my phone number, my cell phone number, personal cell phone number out there because I could answer car questions for the rest of my life just in Gil's family alone. You know what I mean? Gil's family alone. And I'm teasing you, Gil. You know that. Oh, absolutely and so anyway marksalem.com is our email address there's lots of FAQs on there there's places that you can go and you can look at the shops that I like you can look at questions that other people have asked me you can look at our FAQs and to be honest with you we that website of ours is probably 30 years old and we we have created the FAQs around questions that were asked all the time so there's lots of questions in there that we, we get asked numerous times. It's the same question. It just might be a Chevy issue or Ford issue. You know, my heater doesn't get hot. Well, touch the two heater hoses. Is one of them hot and one of them cold? Yes. Okay. Well, then you've got a blocked heater core or the heater control valve's bad. It's that kind of talk. So anyway, again, mark at the marksalem.com. Mark at marksalem.com. Every Saturday we're here talking about cars and I'm not, I am an ASE master certified technician and I have been working on cars since I was in high school in 1973 and I've owned my own shop since 1979. So I'm kind of experienced and I'm a
0: certified master tech